Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, podcast fans. I want to say your fans. That'd be nice. Do we have fans? Um, yes. I think so. I'm not really sure. I mean, people listen. They do. Maybe. Friends of the I like friends. Friends is nice. Elvis lives friends. If you take time out of your day to listen to us on a weekly basis, then you're just, you're our friends. Top friend. Top friend. In fact, hop on our socials and let us know who you are. I mean, like, my name's Doblo. I come from XYZ. XYZ. It's in Yemen. Is it really? Yep. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> what a town XYZ is. Uh, anyway, you should go there. Population four. Is it? Thousand. Whoa. Billion. This is sounding more and more realistic as you go along. I believe every word you're saying. Well, I believe I can fly. I believe you can fly too. I believe I can touch the sky. And think about it every night and move on. <laughs> really quick. Okay. All right. This has been a long time coming, guys. Julie teased this theory on our socials. You can hear it. I have a piece of paper. I actually have an envelope that says top secret. secret. Has she let me look at it yet? No, she has not. Nope. And now I'm terrified. Nope. No need to. Nope. Nope. I don't believe you. (laughs) No need to be terrified. Why is it in an envelope then? Because it's top secret. Yes. Because it's terrified. You've already ruined so many of my favourite things with conspiracy theories. I'm learning how to use an envelope. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's truly struggling. She put the pieces of paper in and now she cannot get them out. I'm not even going to look at the piece, but I'm going to close my eyes. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have a slightly different story for you today. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Today's topic is more of like a mysterious cryptid. So I'm going to launch straight in and tell you. A mysterious what now? Cryptid. A what now? A cryptid. A what? A cryptid. What is the word that you were saying? A cryptid. Crypt- like Mothman or um, like the Yeti. Or okay, like okay. It's a cryptid. Okay. It's a cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to launch straight in and tell you about a creature most commonly known as the Minnesota Iceman. Oh, I can't wait to not sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, also known as the Sibiriskoi creature. I said, I'm, I'm going to say I said that wrong. Anyway, the creature of the ice. The Minnesota Iceman toured around the United States in the 60s and 70s. And I know you're all wondering what exactly this is, and I can't really tell you for sure. Good. <laughs> Bye, guys. That was the end of the episode. <laughs> a man by the name of Frank Hansen toured with the frozen man, or is it a creature? and claimed that he was acting as its caretaker for an absentee owner, wildly rumored to be He described the owner as an eccentric Californian millionaire. But the Iceman has been described as male, human-like, six foot tall, hairy with large hands and feet, 
very dark brown hair about three to four inches long and a flat nose by the way the hair is all over the body all right uh, and a flattened nose on it what well, sorry can't read my own typing one of its arms appeared to be broken and one of its eyes appeared to have been knocked out of its socket cool allegedly by a bullet that was said to have entered the creature's head from behind so if you can imagine a cross between a neanderthal and bigfoot you've kind of got an idea of what the creature looks like okay Mm. okay yeah kb's having a heart attack (laughs) anyway Hanson would rock up at shopping malls, sideshows, etc., and exhibit this creature that appeared to be frozen in ice, charging 25 cents for a peek at the thing in its refrigerated glass coffin. Nice. Can you imagine a random guy rocking up at your school fate and being like, hey guys, want to see a dead thing I have in my van? It's a ice coffin. 25 cents for a dead thing. For a gander at the dead thing. Everyone's like, Yes, sir, please, It w- was quite popular. It's, um, it's very unclear, however, where this thing, this spectacle, came from. Mm-hmm. At one time, Hanson claimed that the body had been discovered floating in a block of ice off the Siberian coast by a Russian seal hunting vessel. Wow, that's a lot. It is. <laughs> Do you want that again? Yes, please. <laughs> he claimed that the body had been discovered floating in a block of ice uh-huh. off the Siberian coast uh-huh. by a Russian seal hunting vessel. Cool. Then he said that a Japanese whaling ship found the body. Oh, and suspicious. then later still, he said that it had been found in a deep freeze facility in Hong Kong. Yeah, sure. And later again, it was said that the animal had been shot on a hunting trip in Whiteface Reservoir region of minnesota mm-hmm. that's a very hard sentence for me yes because me for all these suggestions the most popular idea about the body's origin is that it was collected in vietnam and flown to the united states in a body bag it and was a frozen block of ice mate this just hold up to your panties okay it's also said that the creature was held up at the canadian border however there is no documents from customs detailing a large, hairy, dead man being detained. <laughs> Bernard Hulvermans, yes. who you'll learn about shortly, connected it with a story of a huge ape killed in Ding, Dang, Da Nang, sorry, Vietnam in 1966, supposedly close to where Hansen had been stationed during the war. Alright. So many, 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 many people mm. have laid eyes on this creature, but few have had the opportunity to examine it. Oh, that's not uh, suspicious at all. Cryptozoologists Ivan T. Sanderson and Bernard Hullivermans, uh-huh. which is a hull of a name to say, uh-huh. <laughs> had observed the carcass at the International Livestock Exposition's annual fair in Chicago, then exclaimed the Iceman in dis- Nope. Nope. Examined. <laughs> yeah. Then examined the Iceman in December 1968 at Hanson's home, where it was being stored off show for the winter. Okay. Now you'd think. In a freezer. Winter would be the best place. Yeah. <laughs> best time to tour around with a with ice a block. block of ice. Stays around longer. It doesn't melt. It doesn't melt. Unless it's not real. Both. <laughs> Excuse me. I have a little tickle in my throat. It's probably an ice man. Oh. <coughs> yep. I'm going to hire a man to escape out of. KB, you can't <laughs> tell them that. That's a wrong podcast. 
<laughs> you nasty. If you would like to hear more of that kind of material, please head over to we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Both became convinced that this was the real deal, so much so that they prepared detailed illustrations and planned to have the creature described in the technical literature. Just the technical I'm literature. I'm very confused and excited and it nervous. goes on. Oh, goodness. They described it as such. The body was that of a robust, barrel-chested male with a thick neck and large hands and feet. Its face was broad, flattened, and possessed a short, upturned nose and prominent brow ridges. An eyeball dangled from one of the sockets. Disgusting. <laughs> I did a hand thing she that did. came in. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> anyway, sorry, where was I? An, uh, an eyeball dangled Stop from it! one of the sockets. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> resulting from a gunshot to the back of the head, and a bend in the forearm was interpreted as evidence for fractured radius and ulna. Sanderson and Hullivermans were intrigued by its er- enormous hands. You know what that means, right? Wrong podcast again? Or, uh... Enormous glove. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> its thumb was slender. Ugh, I don't like that. There word. we go. <laughs> Julie just grossed herself out. Its thumb was slender, tapered, and long. Its nails were flat, yellow, and of an appearance that almost looked manicured. So they found a hairy Voldemort. Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. (laughs) And a heel-like pad was present on the palm's outer side. A feature suggested by Sanderson to be indicative of habitual quadru... Quad... Quad... I can't say it quadrupedal behaviour. Yeah. I can't even say behaviour. Say behaviour first. Behaviour. There we go. At one point during she got the, word right, by the, way, the so. examination the glass over its case cracked releasing an odour described as that of decomposing flesh. And while we digest the thought of being able to smell decomposing flesh through a crack of ice. Let's take a a real quick break. Are you ready to rumble? I don't know. Am I? Uh, so... Uh, uh, uh. Are we ready to rumble as a team? No, mate, not even. Anyway, <laughs> so is it real or is it fake? I don't know. You tell me, Julie. That's a hard question to answer. Oh. After Sanderson and Hullivermans did their own investigation, Hullivermans published a 1969 <laughs> paper on it <laughs> in a Belgian scientific journal, identifying it as a new species of the human gen- genus that he named Homo pogoides. Meaning, po- no, that's wrong. Homo pongoids, meaning ape-like man. Yep. He later modified this proposal, arguing that H. pongoids was a form of living Neanderthal. His ideas were explored in detail in his 1974 book, El Homme de Neanderthal est toujours vivant. That was... Probably incorrect, but I'm going to just nice, accept wasn't it. it was yeah. nice. Yeah. It was co-authored with a Russian historian, <laughs> economist, and crypto-hominid expert, Boris Pochnev. Pochnev. There we go. 
It's put your Russian. I'm having it. a real rough You've time ch- you tonight. You chose this for yourself. Yeah, that's anyway. what's crazy about it all. John Napier, a prime primatologist at uh-huh. the Smithsonian Institute, Ooh, I know what that with is. a serious interest in all things not quite human, was invent invented. I can't. How how? What's happened to me? I've, I've gone back to like episode one. It's fine. We've had a long break. Guys. Uh, that's it, what happened. Well, he was invited to examine the Iceman. He became sure that it was a latex model. Hansen's dodged... Sorry. Hansen dodged for... Nope. I was right the first time. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Nope. Okay. But Hansen's dodge for this question was that he had withdrawn the original genuine specimen from display, mostly from fear of being found guilty of killing what might have been a form of human. So he was like, oh, this thing does look real human. Like, it's really, really hairy, but it's also quite human looking. Like, close to monkey, but also very close to human. Um, So he kind of had a panic and went, oh... I'll make a latex model then, I guess. Um, so that's when he decided, you know what, I'll replace it with a model. So Sanderson supported this by saying that the specimen examined by Napier was obviously different from the original one they had examined. So, what is happening? I don't know, babe. Photos show that over the years, the form of the face and body varied somewhat. In some photos, the mouth is closed and in others, it's open clearly revealing a complement of large teeth. Maybe there was also more than one model, and some of the models looked more realistic than others. But it also seems possible that as the model used by Hansen was defrosted and frozen again for each annual outing, it would have taken on a slightly different pose and appearance each time. That's fair. And gross. So disgusting. But it's a latex model so now, disgusting. though. But... What if the one that Hansen had was frozen and then every time he defrosted it, because he went out during summer like an idiot, <laughs> displaying it, and th- then he was like, hey, oh, no, his jewel's a little wonky now because he's actively decomposing in the heat. The latex. Nope. No, the normal. Yeah. I'm so confused. The normal one. We're talking about latex. No. Or- so we're no. talking about the original model. That yeah. ha- so the two guys that are the believers yeah. who smelt the rotting flesh yeah. were like, well, he did take the original one out a lot. Yeah. And it's potentially that it was like decomposing and changing shape. So gross. Yeah. So investigators with the Smithsonian also discovered a company on the West Coast made Hansen and Iceman in 1967. But whether or not it was just a replica of the real Iceman, they're not sure. The company Hansen commissioned to make the dummy never saw an original. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So it's obvious that the conspiracy here is that the Minnesota Iceman has always been a hoax. And to be fair, there is much evidence of sideshows with fake exhibits. That's true. So take P.T. Barnum's Mermaid, which was in fact a monkey's torso sewn onto the back half of a fish. Yeah. Because P.T. Barnum's a piece of shit. When not played by Hugh Jackman. Oh. No. Uh, as well as? Head over to Musical Story Everything <laughs> I Know for Julie's opinion on Hugh Jackman. In 2013, what appears to be the original and genuine article was offered for sale online, and currently, the Minnesota Iceman is owned by Steve Bootsy, or 
busty of the Museum of Weird in Austin, Texas, and it certainly looks identical to the specimen discussed and illustrated by Hullivermans and Sanderson. Why would you take a block of ice out in the summer? Why? 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 Seems nah. a bit stupid, hey? It's all a hoax. I don't believe it for a second. I want to believe it. I know you want to believe it, but uh, just like anyone can crack over some ice and be like, oh, I smelled rotting flesh, but um, nobody was there to witness it except for us, and so we're just going to say it. Anyway. So it's just, I'm going to show you a photo of the Minnesota do ice I really Katie. Wanna, yeah. Do I wanna? Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Oh, my soul, I think what you drive home just said to me was, please show me a photo of the Minnesota no, ice I'm pretty sure I said, do I want to see? Do I want to see? Do I? I want to see. Do I question mark? A photo of the Minnesota Iceman. It I'll is. look at a photo of Minnesota. That's fine. <laughs> Show me a minute. Oh, I don't know. I don't wanna. Spew. Spewy, spew, spew. How gross is it? He's very hairy. Very hairy. He's also kind of buff. They look like good pecs. Uh, well, they did say he's very muscly. Where is his face? This oh, is very sorry. Weird, do you want to see his face? Okay, sure. Oh, no, <laughs> sorry, there it is. I'm not looking anymore. I'm not looking at all. This is not, I actually feel sick. So I'm doing all the socials for this episode. Yeah, is what I, won't be, is me. I won't be. I won't be. Oh, he looks really chilly in this. Oh one. no, stop! That's not him. Gross. That's Bigfoot. That's gross. <laughs> Not him, that's Bigfoot. Everything's gross. <laughs> I say, like, Bigfoot and him are, like, you know, buddies. They're cousins. Uh, look, I don't know. There's, like, possibilities that it's just, like, a really buff dude that was really hairy. There are hairy people I know. in the world. I know, but this one's, like, sans penis almost. We're still on the run podcast, Julie. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Minnesota Iceman penis. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, before this episode unravels any more than it has already, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elvis Lives Podcast. You can email us at Elvis Lives Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. I uh, had a mini stroke because I was looking up the eBay listing for I the Minnesota like, Iceman. This is gross. Um, if you would like to support the network that makes our podcast possible, uh, you can head to patreon.com forward slash that's not canon productions and it will mean that we get new equipment and, and live shows and all the fun things. You also get exclusive patron content if you would like uh me to torture kb with more scary photos before she has to drive at night let us know by herself guys i'm driving by myself i've been researching this for two weeks yeah but you don't scare easily not by hairy men i don't <laughs> lucky <laughs> <laughs> anyway quick quick sign off, sign off. all right we love you bye, bye. Hey, I'm Brayden. And I'm Belinda. Together we are... You, me, and the Poltergeist. We're a paranormal comedy podcast where we talk about all things supernatural. And throw in some personal experiences along the way. 
Each episode showcases our weird and dry sense of humour. So join us with a new episode every Friday. And don't, and don't forget, forget to exercise regularly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.